Tere kõigile! This is Uku Tomikas and I'm excited to be a part of Humans of Telecom. Hey everyone! A very warm welcome to Humans of Telecom, the Unplugged podcast. This is your host Anurag Agarwal, Chief Growth Officer at Globe Teleservices. As we all know, this podcast focuses on the human side of some of the most well-known individuals within our telecom space. This is an endeavor that prides itself on showcasing the diversity and richness of the people in our field. Those with whom we interact almost every day but have no idea what lies beneath the surface. And our guest today is a perfect example of this very notion. When I checked this person's LinkedIn profile, I was shocked and amused to know that his very first work experience entailed being a waiter, performer, and even an event coordinator. He then moved on to becoming a platoon commander in the army where, in his own words, he found friends and brothers for life. He then moved to the food industry, further went on to becoming a high school gym instructor, and has now climbed his way to the top within the CPAS space. I'm sure you'd love to know more about this fascinating individual. So please join me in welcoming Uku Tomekas, Managing Partner and CEO at Mesente Communications. Uku, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for agreeing to be a part of this journey. We'd love to hear more about you. Which part of the world do you belong to? And from where are you joining this podcast today? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. So um, the part of the world I belong to is um, a country named Estonia. Quite a known but quite a small country on the eastern shores of, of Europe. And uh, right now, specifically, I'm in a small villa in the middle of the forest, about 50 to 70 kilometers outside of the capital city, uh, where me and the rest of our company are having an offsite, kind of like summer days, enjoying being together, having face-to-face meetings and sharing thoughts and ideas about how the first half of the year has gone, how the summer has passed and how we're going to kick ass in the rest of the year. That's amazing, Uku. So first and foremost, thanks a lot. I can see that you're out with your team on an offsite and still you've agreed to come out and take out time for this podcast. So thanks a lot for doing that. And uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, I spoke about your entire fascinating journey. So I'm sure the listeners would be keen to know how the entire story unfolds. And how does it reach to today where Uku has become a business leader? So would love to know about your entire journey and the story so far. Yeah, so my journey has been quite varied, if if I do say so myself. On, on top of all of the things you listed, um, I actually studied law. So for the longest period of time in my life during my schooling, I was completely convinced that I would become a judge. And that was a firm conviction right up till the, I think, the second year of law school. And during the third year, uh, I changed my mind, thinking about becoming a notary. And then quite quickly, after doing my mandatory military service and actually graduating law school before that, I realized that I actually didn't want to have a career in law because I felt that the... I was like, well, what would be the best way to put this? The glamorization of law in film and text and and TV is 
a major detriment to what law actually is because lawyers mostly spend a vast majority of their life just reading documents or paragraphs and writing up ideas and thoughts. And while I don't mind doing that kind of work, I thrive as a communicator. I thrive as somebody who drives people forward, combines ideas, combines people, creates solutions to problems. And I just felt that law would never be something that that would give me that. And then from there on out, I did my mili mandatory military service and it was quite successful as a leader. So then I got my first opportunity to practice leadership outside of that military setting. And realistically, I was way too young to, even back in the day, run a company because the first job I got after the military was actually running a, a small seafood business, wholesaling seafood, uh, especially like expensive seafood, like lobsters and king crabs and caviar and stuff like that. And at 22, 23, I really wasn't ready for that job. I wasn't ready to run a, a global company. Um, I wasn't ready to run a company that had aspirations of growing rapidly fast, especially in the hotel restaurant catering industry, which is, you know, a cutthroat world in and of itself. So that really wasn't something that was, was really for me because I wasn't experienced enough and I didn't have knowledge and I was a bit too young and a bit too raw. So when I finally decided to pull the trigger and say that this really wasn't for me, I started applying to different jobs and, and a friend of mine told me that the company he works for is they have a, a sales position, a sales development rep position open at that point in time. And interestingly enough, that meant from going from the position of a leader of a company to the position of the most junior salesman in another company. So, you know, many might see it as a step down, but at that point in time, I realized that I hadn't really earned that leadership position. And then I ended up applying to a bunch of other jobs, of course, as well. And I had three other jobs on the table before I was waiting for my yes or no from Macenta. And I decided to say no to all of those other three businesses and wait for the answer of Macenta because I had a good feeling about it. So I waited for it. I got the job and in seven years went from being the most junior salesperson uh, in the company to running the company and being a shareholder and a managing partner for that same company as well. So so that's kind of what my transition from, from military and law and wholesaling seafood has been to the world of telecom and the world of business messaging as it is today. Interesting, Uku. So you're so right that uh, what looks very shiny on the surface when you scratch below, there is so much more behind it. And I know that personally because incidentally, I've done law as well. But I think that's that's a commonality which both of us have that even I grew up thinking that I'll uh, remain in the legal field after my education. But eventually now today, I am talking to you as an equal colleague within the telecom space. Yeah. So how do you find telecom as, as an industry? Do we expect to see Uku moving out to yet another completely diverse industry? Or is telecom something that you've got your heart set on and you plan to remain here for a while? Well, realistically, having taken over the reins of Macenta, I'm not going anywhere soon. Uh, in terms of that as well, my aspirations are to build this business and this company as big as I possibly can. And I do like the telecom space. I like it because 
it's tech, it's complicated, it's nuanced, it's vital, um, more vital every single day if we're thinking about how connected we are as, as people in this world. So it's a very, very interesting field. And simultaneously, it's complicated. And complications for me create opportunities or like complications because it means that I have to put the work in to understand them and to to create something in that complicated space to create solutions or create improvements for businesses or, or clients or customers or for own business. So I like telecom and that's why I've stuck by it for such a long time as well, even though, sure, I mean, I could change and go somewhere else, especially in the tech field. Um, I, I assume that the possibilities are endless. But for the time being, and for the foreseeable future, I think I'm definitely sticking in telecom because I do like it and I do enjoy being in this field. Wonderful. And uh, Uku, within this fantastic career history of yours, where you've done so many things, if I ask you for one moment, which has been extremely memorable and impactful for Uku, what would that moment be? That's a good question. I, I've I've thought about that many times. So what would be the most impactful moment kind of of my career at, at all? And I think it would have to be probably from the military. And it would have to be the first ever major trek we did. It was about 65 kilometers on foot carrying roughly, I think it was about 50 kilos, something close to that on our back. And, you know, that is an immense amount of weight to carry for that distance uh, cross country while under not real enemy fire or, or in hostile environment, but simulated hostile environment. And it was one of those situations where I discovered the necessity of a personal example, because when you bitch and moan at the back, nothing improves. If you take charge, step out in front and pull, things get better. And that was probably one of the first instances that I can remember that have kind of transformed me or changed me or, or helped create the person I am today, that if something needs fixing, I will be the one person to go and fix it or lead the fixing and I always enjoy this idea of leading from the front, not pushing from the back. So I guess that that would probably be one of the most pivotal changes or pivotal moments in my career and my my professional kind of upbringing that have transformed me in a way into the person that I am today. Wonderful. And I guess it's this very attitude which has taken you on from being the junior most salesperson to being the CEO of your organization. So there's definitely a lesson to learn out there. All right. And uh, moving on now, Uku, on to our second section, which is more on the human side. So first and foremost, while we've understood so much about you, but still, if there's something shocking or unknown about you that the industry does not know, what would that be? I guess probably the most shocking thing um, about me uh, is that I have nearly died twice. And as far as shocking things go, I, I think that's quite shocking. One, um, I nearly drowned when I was a kid. Basically, um, you know, I was left to my own devices. I went teetering over um, a small moor 
and I fell into the water and I somehow, and I didn't know how to swim and it was over my hand. I somehow managed to flail and kick my way you know, onto the shore. And I guess the one of the last flashback, flashbacks from that situation that I remember is climbing out of the water and kind of blacking out at that moment. So that was the first instance. The second instance, instance was that I was hit by a bus uh, going the wrong way down a street to get out of a traffic jam. And I was on a crossing and uh, the bus didn't see me and the bus hit me. So I got hit by the bus, bounced off another car uh, and fell to the ground. Surprisingly, I didn't break any bones in my body with that hit. I did, however, leave a massive hole in the front window of the bus. And during that time, I did a lot of martial arts. And I think through my reaction, I managed to pull my hand in front of my head. So instead of hitting my head in the, the front screen of the, of the bus, I hit it with my elbow and my shoulder sort of bracing my head from that impact. And that's kind of, those are the two instances in my life where for some reason or another, I could have easily bit the bullet, but instead I'm here. Gosh, uh, this is definitely quite something shocking. And I think that these instances especially make you value life even more. You know, it's almost like a new life yeah. and a new chapter and a new beginning. So, gosh, uh, all I can say is, uh, buddy, please take care. We can't afford to have Uku hitting around buses or drowning in any other water body. So, please do take a lot of care. Yeah, I I, I, use a, I use a lot more gear these days, and I've learned to sim, swim very well. So I'm I'm definitely taking care of myself more these days. Awesome. All right. And uh, what are some of your passions like? What do you like to do to recharge yourself? I'm I'm a very physically active person. Most of people who know me from LinkedIn know that I'm a big big yoga enthusiast. Today was day 1,098, I think, in a row of practicing yoga every morning, which which gives me both an enjoyment from like a meditative aspect. It's a it's a great thing to do in the morning because it gives you this ability to sort of set your mind and and prepare for the day. But then also the physical aspects of that as well. You know, being able to be flexible and and having your body in that state. And then on top of that, I love cycling. I cycled to this event as well. So I did a 68-kilometer run here, and I'll be doing the same back. I also do bouldering, so climbing. So I've, I've been very physically active throughout my life, and that has always been one of the most interesting things for me, to be that physically active and, and do that uh, in that extent. Wonderful. All right. And uh, on that note, we move to our next question, which is where I ask, Five words. And as I tell all my guests that please be spontaneous, original and be human. So we'd love to know the first thought that comes to your mind. So are you ready for this? Sure. Shoot. Okay. The first one is telecom. Uh, work. All right. The second one is motivation. Discipline. Yep. So very true. The third one... Uh, and would love to hear more than one word. Uh, family. Is everything. All right. And who all constitutes your family, Uku? 
my my family is my wife, my two kids, my lovely dog, and and everybody else around us, our our mothers and our tiny support network. Wonderful. Fourth word, the opposite side, uh, career. Dedication. All right. And the final word, where we are today, a podcast. Too many lately. <laughs> too many for you or too many in general? Uh, <laughs> I, I think both. Because nowadays there are a ton of podcasts and a lot of them don't try to build their own niche. Like you have built a niche of talking about the humans and the human side of telecom and bringing it out a little bit differently and, and creating some sort of an actual value from listening to this as well and hearing stories and hearing about people's different perspectives. But there are a lot of podcasts that are kind of like, here's me talking about my product and why it's great type of podcast. So that's one. And, and I've done, I think 15 in the span of the last uh, four months. So that is also has been a, a little bit tiring when you have to talk, you know, give the same pitch and talk about the same ideas instead of having one like this where I just get to talk a little bit more about, you know, what's what's fun for me. So uh, so I guess that's why a fair bit too many has been the association with with podcasts. Interesting. But uh, I just realized that I'm talking to someone who is a seasoned podcast guest now so no wonder you're so comfortable out here <laughs> yeah i guess so yeah at one point in time you you sort of just realize that this is just a conversation with a microphone attached to it which you know for me is is a kind of a normal thing to do not the microphone part but just having conversations with people and if you if you make it a conversation people are just a lot more engaged in it as well because nobody wants to hear a stiff pitch for like 25 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour or two hours of two people trying to sell their businesses to each other. Instead, people just want to listen to a conversation and learn something interesting and hear some stories. So that's why I, I guess I've taken that angle with it as well when I'm talking about it, this more of a relaxed atmosphere. Absolutely. And uh, the second game we play, Uku, and I'm hoping you've not encountered this on any of your podcast and Given some of your stories, I'm hoping to hear some exciting stuff here. So this is where I ask the guests to come up with three statements. Two of them have to be truth. One of them has to be a lie. And I have to try and guess which one is a lie. And the expectation is that all these statements are quite extraordinary and unimaginable. And they all appear truths. They all appear lies. And I have to still try and guess one of them. So would you have three such statements for us today? Sure. Sure. So first... Um... About a month ago, me and four of my friends went out and for 500 euros bought a really poor kind of conditioned Subaru for, you know, as I said, 500 euros that me and the boys can fix up and take to an eight hour endurance race and make it a kind of a project thing so that we'd have something to do as mates together. That's the first story. Second one, I have acted in two operas uh, in the Estonian National Opera. Very simple statement. And the third one being that while I sold uh, seafood 
and worked with seafood in that seafood uh, sort of wholesaling company, I got salmonella and was out with salmonella for two weeks. Okay. <laughs> Those are three very interesting statements. Uh, given the large description which I've got for the first one on the Subaru, I am hoping that that's the truth. And though I've, some of my guests have even tricked me into making very elaborate lies, but I'm guessing you are quite straightforward. So maybe that one is a truth. Uh, the second one also, I do remember reading that you've been a performer and maybe that's connected with the era of the time which you're talking about. So I'll say that, yes, you have been part of two operas. So I'll say that one is the truth as well. So the third one about uh, your uh, your tenure in the food industry and about the salmonella, I'll believe that that one is a lie. So I'll say the third one is a lie and the first two are truths. So am I right out here? <laughs> yes, you are correct. I in, I indeed, me and the boys, did buy a, a, a poor-conditioned little Subaru that we actually... Uh, one of my colleagues, who is one of the people who is actually building the car with me, uh, actually drove to this um, to this event as well. And then uh, uh, my mother actually is a singer and has been a singer for the past 45, 50 years. And she worked in the Estonian National Opera. And then through her, I also got uh, a position in two different operas in the Estonian National Opera when I was a kid. So yes, I have done those as well. And luckily, no, I haven't had Salmonella. <laughs> Amazing. That, that was quite interesting. And uh, I must compliment you that that was a fairly well thought out lie as well. I nearly took that to be a truth. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. And now the final question of this section. So outside of all the other things which you've already mentioned, do you ever get time to read a book maybe or watch a movie? And if so, would you have any which is your favorite? Sure. The book that I always recommend whenever anybody asks me for a book recommendation is quite, quite, quite simple. It is Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman and Egan, Igor Traversky. It is a book that for me essentially is mandatory reading because it talks very much about the mistakes we make in our decision-making and the the pitfalls of kind of making bad decisions just in everyday life and, in, and just in general, meaning, for example, loss aversion, where people will treat a situation where they have something to lose much more severely than a situation where they have something to gain but nothing to lose. So they will risk a lot more when they can win rather than if they have something to lose. And then my own favorite one, which is one of the most important things that I try to bring to business as well, is the idea that what you see is all there is, that you make your decisions and you make your understanding of the world based on the information that you have. And you need to consciously be aware of the fact that that is not all that is out there, that you're probably missing something. So whenever you're making a decision, you're making it based on limited information, uh, based on the viewpoint that you have. So you might not always be right. You might not always have the information. So kind of always be ready to potentially be wrong about something as well when a new piece of information sort of rears its head. So that's one of the things that I recommend always from the book side. Um, and if if that isn't your thing and you would like something a little bit lighter, then 
Stephen Fry has written multiple books related to Greek history that have been supremely interesting to both read and to listen to. Um, they're about the Greek mythology. One of them is Heroes, which is something that I recommend uh, starting off with. And those books and that whole series is incredibly interesting to to read and to delve into. He's such a brilliant storyteller in terms of just sharing ideas and thoughts about things as well. So, so that would be something that I would definitely recommend from the book side. And I mean, movie side, yeah, sure. We have time to watch those as well. The recently, one of the, my favorite things that I've watched that got me into cycling a lot more was Netflix's documentary Tour de France Unchained, which makes bicycle racing that for most people is quite boring as per usual with uh, with Netflix and them creating a documentary out of something, it makes it very interesting and it was actually incredibly engaging to watch. So um, so that was very interesting for me as, as something recently that I've seen that I've quite enjoyed. Interesting. So that's quite a diverse set of recommendations. And uh, I must uh, really compliment you again out here that you've been very crystal clear about the books which you put forward and what is it that one can get out of them? So I'm hoping that the listeners today, and so will I also love to check out some of these books and have a look and definitely get back to you on our thoughts about it. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. And uh, while we're having so much fun and so many interesting aspects about you is coming out, but sadly, we are on to our final section, the sign-off section. So two quick questions here, Ruku. So first and foremost, uh, I'm guessing you also get a chance to step out of Estonia and take part in some of the events and conferences. So if anybody wants to meet you in the coming few weeks and months, where can one find you? That's quite easy. So there's there's a few big events coming up that I'll be joining. So I'll be in London next week from Monday to Wednesday on the Mobile Ecosystem for event, uh, Fraud event. So I'll be there. And then, of course, at the tail end of September, for our industry, one of the biggest events of the year. So WWC, our World Wholesale Congress in Madrid. I'll be there for that as well. So those are the two of the events that are closest in the upcoming weeks, one in London, one in Madrid. Um, and I do some ad hoc traveling here and there again whenever something interesting pops up. So that's usually easiest to find on LinkedIn. You know, if I'm going somewhere on business, my LinkedIn will know about it as well. Yeah, that I agree. I mean, you're one person who's very active in, uh, you know, putting up new content on LinkedIn. And so much of it is interesting and inspirational at the same time. Thank you. All right. And uh, on that note, our final question, our signature question, what does being human mean to you? What sort of a human being would you want the world to remember you as? I guess one of the things that I would want to be remembered as, and I guess this translates into what for me it feels like to be human as well, is I want people to remember me as someone who is warm and compassionate and sort of cheerful, but also always known as, as a hard worker, somewhat even revered for their hard work kind of like my own grandpa was for me he was warm he was caring but i also revered the way he worked and and i was inspired by the way he would show persistence 
in everything that he does, which is something that I've always tried to emulate. Wonderful. I think that's also a very noble thought. And I do hope that through this conversation, Uku, so many of us have learned so much about you and most importantly, got inspired by listening to your stories and your thoughts. So uh, once again, uh, as I said, that I understand that you are out on your offside and yet you've taken time out for this. So thank you so much, Uku. And I do hope that our paths cross sometime soon and we get to see each other. Absolutely. It's, it's been a real joy and, and I really appreciate having the opportunity to talk a little bit about you know, other stuff and other topics and share a few more stories that are less related to business and more related to the people in it. Absolutely. And that exactly is at the heart of Humans of Telecom. So thank you so much, Uku. And to all our wonderful listeners here, thanks a lot for tuning into the show. We hope this episode gave you a good glimpse of the human side of Uku Tomikas, a multifaceted personality who lets his passion take center stage. Someone with two near-death experiences. Someone who leads from the front, his success mantra has taken him right to the top. Someone who's an actor, a performer, an army man, a sports enthusiast, a business leader, and just so much more. That for us is Uku Tomikas. So, if you enjoyed today's episode, do stay tuned in, because we shall soon be releasing yet another episode and another compelling story from the telecom space. And do follow the podcast on your preferred streaming channel. On behalf of Humans of Telecom, this is your host Anurag Agarwal signing off for now. Take care.